notes because I don't have a lot of notes for this. I'm not a good note taker, but I was even worse on this movie because we watched it together. Yeah, we watched this movie together and I didn't realize that you paused to take notes. My mind can do one thing at a time. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My mind can do two things at a time, but the second thing's always infinitely worse. I just... How do you get the full feel for the movie? I just pause like, it. Doesn't the emotion stop? I, I mean, I guess, but like, you know, I'm not there for the emotions. I'm there to write them down. That's for sure what I'm there for. Okay. Well, I'm so happy for you. I, my enjoyment of movies is gone now. I'm all business. All business. <laughs> yeah, I have to be all business for the podcast that we're doing for fun. <laughs> oh. I did feel that um, when we watched Paul Blart, which I don't know if will be released before or after this one. But Presumably at the same time, but slightly before. But that one, uh, I definitely felt like, wow, this is business and I have to finish this movie. <laughs> yeah, if you don't enjoy it, it's definitely more work than fun. But this movie. Yeah. Was it fun I, for you? Yeah. I get so I much joy. So. I had a lot of joy. I think if I had just watched it, like me and Drace, like I wouldn't have had... It would have been like, yeah, I like this movie, but I had a lot of joy introducing you to this movie. It was fun. I did appreciate getting the Orr family welcome into this one because I don't have like Christmas movies that I watch. I don't have that tradition Mm -hmm. or anything, but it was quite a treat to watch you have an encyclopedic knowledge of (laughs) what's happening in the movie. Yeah. So this week we... oh. Welcome to the novel. <laughs> it's all business. We don't have time for intros. Welcome to the Oscars. Do do your thing. Oh, my my thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh hold on. Vamping you, for time. You as guys I... wait. It's gonna be so good till you hear. <laughs> Such a letdown. This is like two lines that I'm looking up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oscars, the award show of last resort for movies that deserve a little bit more love and recognition. Whether the Academy ever acknowledged its merits or not, we are here to reevaluate and reward. That's Melissa Jansen. And that's Elliot Eccles. And we are your humble hosts. And today we will be talking about... Christmas Vacation! Indeed. Yeah. Which so was pretty good. fun watch. I feel like everybody was probably blown away by that intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they heard uh, our Sterling... Sterling? Yep. Review of Paul Blart Mall Cop. They've already heard it before. Yeah, I just did the same thing again. I imagine people didn't listen to that one. <laughs> they don't have to. Yeah. But Christmas Vacation, that draws in a crowd. You know? It's an incredibly beloved movie. I didn't realize how, like, I guess, popular and like beloved it was. Yeah. But it really is. Yeah. So this movie is filmed in 1989. So it's been around for quite a bit of time. Like this. So background on my family mm. is... This is a movie we've watched every year, multiple times a year growing up. This is our Christmas movie. Like, we would get together, um, whole family, extended family. We'd have Thanksgiving, and then, like, that night, we'd watch Christmas Vacation. And then we'd get together for Christmas, and then we'd watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and then I remember, like, one year, my uncle got, um, so it's always at my uncle's house, my uncle got, um, uh, like a nicer TV mm-hmm. that had like it was like HD or you know and we back when HD was fancy and new yeah 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 and they were like there's so much stuff you can see now that you didn't <laughs> see before 
<laughs> so I remember that year, everybody was yeah. like, look at that in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and so, oh, I do want to put a disclaimer up front. Um, this is a PG-13 movie in 1989. Um, and so they will- get away with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> with a lot. Um, and there might be some language that if you have children, you don't want them to listen to. So yeah. mainly just quoting the movie. Um, it'll be at a minimum. But Oh, you're saying language in this podcast while we're because <laughs> i will quote <laughs> got it okay 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 you were talking about the movie maybe not for all audiences you're saying that as we talk about this movie we will be not for all audiences <laughs> because we're gonna dive into all the things we like about the movie just, which means quoting its more explicit lines <laughs> well some of them are just so good you can't <laughs> I use them in my everyday life okay good great there's some content that Mm -hmm. may not be like comfortable for everybody so just be aware (laughs) this episode specifically has the explicit (laughs) all the rest of them are fine which i don't think is how it works i think you're either explicit or not oh really i think so i don't know that's fine yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so you want to give us a uh Man, I'll do my best. A plot? Comedies in general, like, having just, like, a through-line story isn't super the thing. This movie is mostly just a bunch of bits. Yeah. Funny bits, yeah. but just a bunch of bits. So, uh, I try to do my tagline that I do for all movies that we talk about, um, but it, it didn't really, it wasn't really anything to compare it to because it's just a comedy yeah which means just a bunch of people doing jokes on screen for a while and the movie's over Mm -hmm. so i just have it's the it's a mostly wholesome family christmas comedy (laughs) or like it's it has a wholesome heart but there's a lot of just sort of like not for all audiences jokes in it which is very fun uh but the story is about the griswolds i've never seen any national lampoons anything specifically vacation movies I guess National Lampoons isn't just vacation movies, but like I'm not familiar with the characters. But this is such a fun introduction, even though it's so, like very late in the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. It's still you know easy access for anybody that doesn't know anything about <laughs> these movies, like myself. So it's about Clark Griswold and the Griswolds, uh, who are trying to have a wonderful Christmas vacation. And by vacation, I mean they stay at home and just do Christmas like a normal family. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially just Christmas happens, so chaos. A big family comes and joins them. There's not enough space for everybody. Chaotic, comedic uh, shenanigans ensue as they are just trying to have a wonderful Christmas time. Uh, and that's kind of the whole movie. That's, <laughs> that's just it. <laughs> yeah, Clark, the Griswold, the like patriarch, I guess. Yeah. Of the family, the main guy, uh, Chevy the Chase, man. yeah, yeah, the one who's trying to have this good old fashioned family for uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's like very a, determined to. He's like, yeah, he's kind of like a toxic positive, <laughs> toxically positive guy. <laughs> he is determined to make it happen, and like any difficulties or red flags, he just drives straight through them. Yeah, which is very fun. Like, oh no, we're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> what's the what does he say? Have the hap hap happies. <laughs> This side of the nut house. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of great quotes. My family quotes this movie all year round. So 
It's Christmas all the time. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving all year. Oh, gosh. That's a quote from the movie. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay. So it got an IMBD score, 7.5, um, which is pretty, I feel like it's pretty good. That's not bad. For um, comedy? It's great. Yeah. Um, the tomato meter is 70%, and then the audience score was 86. I'm surprised it's so low. I, I was expecting an audience to be like, best christmas best forever yeah i yeah i don't know i tried to look into kind of like what the critical response was because it's like turned into a classic christmas movie yeah, at this point yeah, so yeah. i wonder if like over time the reviews have changed maybe so or maybe they weren't that great when they came out but could then like it could have flipped either way honestly because chevy chase is kind of publicly despised at this point yeah. And so maybe like the crowds have kind of like turned away from this movie. People that weren't like as familiar or beloved like this movie, mm-hmm. like maybe they turned away from it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chevy Chase. <laughs> sorry. I guess I'm not that sorry. I don't like you very much. But yeah, <laughs> me, a but person you don't know, doesn't like you. So I like the vacation movie or Christmas vacation specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got Chevy Chase. We've got Juliet Lewis, um, which plays his daughter, I believe. Um, and she's in quite a bit of movies. Ooh, la dee da in a lot of movies, he's saying. TV shows. I don't but the actually... son is TV famous. Yeah, so the son, Russ, who is my favorite character. He's good. I like Russ a lot. Yeah, he's great. Um, he is in Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. I don't watch Big Bang Theory. The guy that dates Penny. The guy that dates Penny. Marries Penny, I think. Oh, that might be a spoiler. <laughs> oh, maybe. You spoiled Big Bang Theory, Melissa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How dare you. Um, then we've got, uh, oh, that's Johnny Galecki. That's oh, that's the name. actor. Yeah, that's the same. Good job, Johnny. Um, then Randy Quaid, I wrote down because I wondered if they were really he was related to Dennis Quaid. Is he? I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Why bother? It's fine. Let's say he is. He is. Sorry. Dennis Quaid's father. Estranged. Man, I hope they get back together. Um, but he's the one who played Cousin Eddie. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, he was in like Brokeback Mountain too, and all the um Oh, so he still acts. Yeah, oh, most of them still act. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's Randy Quaid. I'm not actually sure. It's definitely Randy Quaid. I don't know that for sure. But um, let's say it is. <laughs> but he is in all of the vacation movies. Yeah, you were saying that he's a recurring character. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the adults are. The kids kind of change. What? Yeah. Wait, like. Like they've had like, like the actors people. playing different versions of the character. Yeah, so like the the he still has the same two kids. Gotcha. It's just like different. They just age them up or them. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, who else did I write down? Um, I thought you were saying he got different kids because <laughs> that's what cousin cousin Eddie's sort of sounds like that he got two younger kids to replace his older kids or something. Oh, I don't know. Doesn't what? he say that in the movie where he's like, "Oh, those older kids, they can fend for themselves. I'm broke now, and I got my young kids." Yeah, I think he does have older kids, but I just think that they're older. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen them all. I mean, dad did make me watch Vacation, like the original, mm-hmm. but I don't remember it. Okay. Um, then we got Doris Roberts, who's in, um, known for Everybody Loves Raymond. I Never saw I recognize her. her. Yeah. And then Julia, uh, how do you Julia say Louise Dreyfus. Dreyfus. The star. <laughs> She's not the star of this movie, but she should be. She's wonderful. 
Yeah, she's like she and her husband Todd that she plays Margot and her then her husband Todd. They're like the cool neighbors that are like hip and they think Christmas is tacky. I love that like they're the cool neighbors. They're running around in these like plasticky sweatsuits or whatever. Uh-huh. And we're so far removed from that time period that their house looks ugly. Yeah. It's just so terrible. <laughs> like they're the cool neighbors. Look at this enormous three-part stereo system that this rich guy has yeah like there's a scene where um clark is like hanging from the roof and the gutter breaks and so ice like slides out and shoots rail gun shoots out (laughs) at dangerous speeds shoots through the neighbor's window it like breaks their stereo but i remember for so long i was like what the heck (laughs) is that i've never seen it does look like it's in three separate pieces I don't... I don't... I still can't understand what it <laughs> how is. How does it work? I don't know. Is it like the... Is it really like one big machine and there's just three things on top? And it's not we like... See? We're, we're not Gen Z. Like, we should probably have some awareness of what this thing I've should resemble. I've seen a stereo Yeah, before. I've seen I've old stereos one. before. <laughs> I don't understand what this thing is. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. I guess we're just too young for it somehow. Or maybe that's like a wealthy thing. Is they're so rich that they, yeah, we wouldn't have encountered anything like that. That's actually a good point. <laughs> that could definitely good. Rich be the people's case. stereos and regular people's stereos vastly different. Vastly different. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, because those are like the the price gap would be huge. Because mm-hmm. like all fancy technology that thinks it's on the cutting edge is just like, oh, so expensive this is. You need some status symbol to have a big stereo. Great voice. Is <laughs> that <laughs> so your rich person voice? This is my salesperson selling to a rich oh, people this voice. This is for the rich people. <laughs> Come, rich people, get your big stereo. <laughs> people 30 years from now won't know what the heck this is. Isn't that crazy how fast technology changes? Yeah, it's wild. It's a weird world we live in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back to the movie. Where were we? <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the opening scene of the, the animated one where uh, Santa Claus is trying to sneak into people's houses and the, he can't really. And I then, wasn't talking about that, but yeah, we can talk about it. I don't it. really want to talk about it. <laughs> Christmas time is here. There is that song. Santa's keep on singing. Way. It's insane. I don't know how much how you know so much about this movie. Yeah. I've had movies that I watch a lot. Like I watch stuff pretty like regularly and mm-hmm. like repeatedly. Like I've seen Speed Racer quite a few times. I couldn't quote it so efficiently as you quote the Christmas vacation movie. See, I feel like I can quote things really easily. Yeah. And so watching that over and over, especially songs, because mm-hmm. I sing, I do stuff like musical mm-hmm. bleh, stuff. <laughs> I hated disgusted that I said when that. you said it. <laughs> Everything inside me just curled up and died. <laughs> Have some confidence, Melissa. You do that. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Because of that, I feel like I memorize things really easily, like well, songs and quotes and things like. I'm that. I'm very impressed. Um, but yeah, so there's like an opening animated scene. It's really long, but I feel like that was kind of par for the course like back in the day. They had really long openings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, everything goes wrong and it just kind of sets up how the movie's going to go because it's like everything that 
the Griswold family tries to do and Clark tries to do mm-hmm. fails miserably. Well, like for one, like, yeah, the opening, the actual opening scene, I guess, is them going to get the Christmas tree. Yeah. And it is very indicative of their story because he goes out with all of these like hopes and dreams for the Christmas tree that's going to represent their family Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he goes out with pretty much just a plucky attitude in his family. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And he's leading the charge. All the rest of the family is kind of like, do we have to do this? Mm-hmm. Except for the wife who is pretty on board with pretty much anything Clark does. Yeah. She's like, cool. This is because she married him. So she knows what she signed up for. For sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And so they go out there without any tools. They uh, wind up sort of crashing their family car and they have to walk out to their dream tree, which isn't just the nearest tree, which is what I thought they would have done. But no, they keep walking for maybe like another hour. Yeah. As they're walking, um, the do- I can't remember the daughter's name. What's I don't her know. name? I we'll do. never know. No, we will know. Carol no, of the Bells. Never been more wrong. Holly. Audrey. Oh. Audrey. <laughs> Audrey keeps complaining. She's like, my toes are numb. Then she's like, my knees are numb. <laughs> she's like, mom, I can't feel my hips. Yeah. And, mom, and her mom's like, Clark, Audrey's frozen from the waist down. And then the, one of the most classic lines comes. It's all part of the experience, honey. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then by the time they reach the tree, she can't blink. <laughs> so they finally get to the tree and... He gets the whole family together, and it's like the tree's like glowing. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "Guys, just look at it." The tree's also like twenty feet tall. Or yeah, something. and yeah. the mom goes, "Audrey, will look at it later. Her eyes are frozen." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Russ goes, "Ever the realist." Russ is the realist of the I family. Yeah, Russ is good. He's like, "Dad, did you bring a saw?" Mm-hmm. And so the next thing we see is them driving they, with the tree strapped to the top, and there's literally just roots and dirt, yeah. just as up. like insinuating like, that Clark, through pure tenacity, pulled this tree, uprooting it from the ground, like a twenty foot tree, slung it over his shoulder like Paul Bunyan, and then put it onto his crashed car, and then they drove home. How did they? Because they walked for so long, yeah. so they walked with this tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I, 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 it is ridiculous, and it really clued me into what kind of movie I was going to be watching. Yeah, but I do love it because Clark mm-hmm. is this larger than life, silly, like optimist yeah that wants to bring his family christmas joy through his will alone Mm -hmm. and i really like that it's like he feels like if he does enough stuff Mm -hmm. or if like he is like oh no we're going to have a good family christmas that it's going to happen clark believes in the secret but he also believes in actions and he does both he believes fiercely that it's going to happen and he pursues it with all his might. All of his heart. All of his heart. <laughs> There's it all in there. Yeah. Not all his brain. He's not that clever. Yeah. But he does work really hard. Yeah. And I appreciate he it. He does. He works really hard to try mm-hmm. um, and provide that for his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they get the tree into the living room and it's obviously way oversized. It's so oversized and they have to like chop it up and then they put it in there and it takes up about 40% of the room and it's great. Ah, oh, it's funny. It is. Not going in our... Because there's a point where Russ says, that tree wouldn't fit in our yard. 
It's not going in our yard rest. It's going, it's going in our living room. room. And then when they unfurl it in the living room, it breaks through all of the windows. <laughs> the amount of um, things that are like walls and windows that are broken in yeah. this movie and it's never addressed. It's never addressed. No. Like the Griswolds constantly, without even knowing about it, ruin their neighbors' lives on like a regular basis. Yeah. And then I guess the C plot is not even the B plot because there isn't really a B plot is that the neighbors are building up the courage to go stand up to the Griswolds <laughs> because their life is constantly ruined. They, they're, they're, the lights shine brightly into their bedroom, so mm-hmm. they are blinded by it and ruin a bunch of like stuff. They're, they spill wine all over their carpet. And that was an overreaction. <laughs> it was an overreaction. She was weeping over her carpet. <laughs> My yeah. carpet. Yeah. And her husband had like plummeted down the stairs and she's weeping over her. Carpet. I just think that they're kind of weak. Julia Louise Dreyfus deserves more. <laughs> she does. Than Todd. Even in 1989, she deserved more. <laughs> yeah, than Todd. I don't like Todd. No, Todd had the worst hair. He sucked. Todd's hair looked like Lego man hair. Like it looked like it was <laughs> one single piece that he had set on his head. Maybe he used so much gel. Ugh. He's rich in the 80s, so. <laughs> so he was going bald and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do plugs. I'm going to have. A piece of plastic made for my head. A piece of plastic. You know what they put on Legos? Make that for me. Yeah, make that for me. I want one, but man sized. <laughs> man sized. Make it man sized. <laughs> yeah, you got it. He he's oh, he's what life size the movie's based on. His <gasps> hair. That's where the inspiration came from. Wow. Good job, Tyra Banks. Good job, Tyra Banks. Way to capitalize. Yeah, <laughs> capitalize on that. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so essentially we've ju- we did just kind of dive in, but we're talking about what we like. Oh, right, about that is what we're talking about. So is this is we're just going to be listing our favorite bits? Yeah. Okay. Does and it have we'll, to be in sequential order? No. It's just, just like it tends bits. to happen that way uh-huh. most because uh, my notes are in sequential order. I have that's no notes. I watched. I know. So if you just have something, throw it out okay. there. Okay. Well, how about you start, and then I'll piggyback off of what you're talking about because I have no notes. Okay. No notes. <laughs> um, I so they find out that all Clark's parents and the mom's parents. I need should know Ellen's parents. That's the mom. Uh-huh. Ellen's parents are both coming to stay with them for Christmas. And whenever they do, they do like a like a calendar countdown, and it shows them getting there on like the 18th of December, which I feel like is so early. Is it? It's like eight, no, seven days before Christmas. Yeah. That's a week. It is a week. Yeah. That's so early. Wasn't Christmas? Christmas is a pretty long time. When do kids get out for Christmas? I don't know. Just depends. You're, you were a teacher. Um, then they would probably get out that week before. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? Because then like the grandparents can come and hang out with the kids, even though Clark and Ellen still have to work. I don't know if Ellen works. But, yeah. yeah, and then the week between Christmas and what's it called? That checks out. All right. I still feel like that's really early for the grandparents to get there. It is a long stay. time. Well, anyways, so whenever all the, grand- the all grandparents all get there at the same exact time, and I love the bit of the doorbell ringing, and then it shows each of the family members like li- reacting to the doorbell, mm. and it gets like deeper and octave as it goes to like show the doom and the gloom of the grandparents 
It was good. Getting yeah. to the house. And then they're just like a cacophony of complaints as they come <laughs> out of the car. Yeah. And like, I love that one of the grandparents, I think Ellen's mother had like gone up to her and was like, I have hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? Ellen goes, oh, mother. <laughs> I love that a lot. I've got yeah. a really painful, and she also says I've got a really painful bunion on my heel. <laughs> I'll give you, a- if you rub it, oh, Russ, yeah, I'll give you get a the whole kids. quarter. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like, Russ like Audrey, oh. a quarter too. Oh really? A quarter. <laughs> Russ was like, I'm not doing that. No. Absolutely not. You must be crazy. Never. I don't think I would rub my grandparents' feet. No, absolutely not. I just, I wouldn't rub anybody's. feet. I wouldn't really. rub anybody's feet for any amount of money. That's not true. But like a quarter? No. Nah. nah. Give me. Oh, I was about to say a hundred quarters, but that's not a lot of money, Melissa. I don't know how to break this to you. <laughs> Maybe like okay. What's your? What's this? What's the floor for you to give somebody a foot rub on their bunion foot? On their bunion foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a family member if that makes you feel more comfortable. I would still want like three hundred dollars. Three hundred's not bad. Three hundred's pretty treat, pretty cheap. It's expensive for family, but it's pretty cheap. And what if it's a stranger? If it's a stranger, a thousand. Ten. Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. I'd rub your bunion for ten thousand dollars. That's true. I forgot the bunion part, even though I stipulated that. Five thousand. No, I would think I would do it for three thousand. Three? Yeah. Get a new laptop, a real nice fancy laptop. Yeah. And then I would real get nice. <laughs> I'd get like a, a stick on decal that just says bunyun. People <laughs> <laughs> would be like, what language is that? <laughs> oh, English. Brought to you by <laughs> Bunyuns. Bunyun. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I would do. I would draw a funyun bag and then put that as the decal, but instead of fun, it says bunions. And then out of coming out of the cash bag is just dollar dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. This is a lot to do with Christmas. <laughs> that was the most Christmas thing I've ever described. It's something on my wish list that I'll never get. Make it yourself. The bunion, the oh, bunion bag, the sticker of dollar dollar bills. Dollar, yeah, coming out of the bunion bag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our store, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's merch. <laughs> <laughs> This joke that uh, doesn't relate to our podcast, really. But yeah, bunion bag. <laughs> um, okay, so the grandparents all got there. And then they're, Audrey and Ellen are in the kitchen. Um, and Audrey's complaining to her mom that the grandparents are staying in her room and that she has to share a room with uh, her brother. And then one of my other favorite lines comes up of um, Ellen saying, well, I don't know what to tell you, but it's Christmas and we're all in misery. <laughs> She starts smoking a cigarette. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> yes, I love that. And bit. then her mom yells, Ellen, are you smoking again? And then she grabs a cabbage and a giant like butcher yeah. knife is like, ow! <laughs> Chops it in half. Gosh. Like, is that yeah. supposed to be a head? I, don't I think know. that one of the things that this movie does so well is I don't have a big family, but it made me feel the fear of having a big family at Christmas. <laughs> fear yes <laughs> just <laughs> juggling so many things trying to keep everybody not happy but i guess sated and mm. still try to convey an, a feeling of christmas cheer and hope 
which I loved. <laughs> I thought it was really good. How do you uh, create a feeling of Christmas cheer and hope and chaos? Because it's like family yeah. is family, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody has their own differing opinions yeah. and oftentimes they clash. Yeah. And so whenever yeah, yeah, you're yeah. all under one roof mm-hmm. for like a week. It's a long time. So long. It seems so scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I think it's a long time. Like we didn't, I don't think we ever spent like a week with one, like our family. I don't know. Is that a thing with big families? Like you have, you can't spend that amount of time together. It's actually untenable. There's just like no, there's not enough room for everybody to spend that much time together in Mm -hmm. one house. So uh, Clark sets out to uh, make his house the most brightly lit and best Lit house, best decorated. <laughs> yeah, by, brightly a best lit house. <laughs> best lit house. Yeah, in the neighborhood, kind um, of like in the city. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what ends up happening. Yeah, they they use so much power that the nuclear <laughs> plant has to Put on. <laughs> increase output to keep the whole city afloat essentially yeah when they finally get it up and working and like the whole grid goes down yeah yeah that was good yeah the amount of like outlets upon outlets and plugs like on plugs that they have going on in their garage their house should have burned to the it's ground fire hazard it, it just should have combusted immediately yeah and, like, there are also other explosions. Like, they do a whole thing about, like, gas in the sewer or whatever. But, yeah. like, everything's a fire hazard. <laughs> they have this 20 by 20 foot <laughs> Christmas tree in their living room. Mm. And even whenever it catches fire, the house is fine. Like, I know it's, it's a comedy. It's just the obviously. tree that catches fire. But, yeah, that whole place is a tinderbox. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to sort through my things of like what's important. To what's bring important? Up yeah, give me give me your top three. My top three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even halfway through. My- you we gotta kick. We gotta <laughs> pick it up. Okay, okay. Let's talk about cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, cousin Eddie. So once I finally get the Christmas tree lit, um, the uh, they're all standing out there. Clark's like crying, and everybody's congratulating him, and. uh all of a sudden, he like he's like going down the line, and all of a sudden, this guy that we haven't seen yet in mm-hmm. the movie is there, mm-hmm. and he's like, it "Looks real nice, Clark." And everybody's like, "Oh, it looks great." And he's like, "Eddie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just like showed up, straight so up drop in. They're from Kansas. They're the country folk, um, and so they showed up in an RV. Um, so it's cousin, it's Eddie, it's. Uh, Catherine, I think is his wife's sure. name, who is Ellen's sister. Okay. Um, and they're two kids. Mm. Rocky. They're and... two youngest kids because I think they had other kids. Yeah, I think so too. Rocky and I can't remember the other girl's name. Sue, girl. Ruby Sue. Ruby oh yeah, Sue. Ruby Sue. Yeah. yeah. The one country. who um, fell down a well, got her eyes crossed, got kicked <laughs> in the head by a mule. And then her eyes got back to normal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, great. All, all the parents in this movie, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty casual. Like whenever Clark is shopping at the oh mall, my and he's having this very awkward interaction with a a perfume seller. Perfume no, seller? she's a lingerie. Oh right, seller. she's a lingerie seller. Seller, uh, Clark, who 
Clark is super flustered with and then flirts with and then she flirts with him and then Russ walks up and Russ looks like he has lost all faith in his father and it's just like he doesn't look surprised no he doesn't look surprised like he lost faith in his father years ago and he's like this is my this is my dad father dad yeah and he looks surprised like oh son funny seeing you here even though i brought you here um this woman wasn't showing me her butt uh yeah this a she like for... lifts up her skirt yeah in the and middle of the mall in the middle of the mall which is a bold choice for sure at your job um well back to cousin eddie so eddie um is a quite a character and i'm trying to think so uh, there there's one part of cousin eddie that my family has tried to replicate so like the the black dicky that he wears underneath his white v-neck sweater so sure. you don't know what a dicky is it's like back in the day they used to wear them and it makes it look like you're wearing a turtleneck but it's just like a piece of fabric oh is that what that mm-hmm. is so it's to, but he wore a black one underneath a white right shirt so you can see the outline yeah of the black it looks very silly underneath this shirt and so it's this has become such a thing in my family that my mom was like oh we should have checked if they the the other day i don't even know what we were doing mom was like we should have checked to see if they had a black dicky or they had (laughs) one we should have bought it and my dad's like i already have one at home like my dad already has a black dicky from this movie Oh my god! Pretty sure my uncles do too. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> and they're all drinking out of these like moose eggnog. Yeah, these, these glass cups. moon oh, cups. My... Everybody's got them, and they look really gross because eggnog's they... gross. Well, well, one eggnog is gross. It doesn't taste gross all the time. It's good eggnog, but it looks pretty gross. And at multiple times, they spit it up for comedic effect. That's true, and that's nasty. It's like a white. Ugh. A white substance. No, 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 no. Gross humor is bad. I'll say that. That's my hard stance on comedy. It's just gross. I don't like like spit takes and no. things like that. I'm like like a comedic vomiting. I'm There's not nothing funny about seeing vomit. Yeah, that's bad, and I never want that in my movies. For sure. Thank you so much, though, Hollywood, for trying. But if you could just never again. If we could not do that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And not talk about it again. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never talk about it again either. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um. Okay. So another Eddie moment is they wake up one morning. The whole family's in the kitchen fighting. And Clark goes and looks out the window. And there's Eddie out in the front lawn. Um, in his bathrobe with his little, what are those hats that have like the flaps to cover your ears? Like the hunting cap? Yeah, like a hunting cap. Yeah. And he's in his socks. He's drinking a beer and smoking a cigar. And he's literally emptying out the like, I guess the toilet. Yeah. From his and, RV. Yeah. From his RV into their like community sewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really gross. It, it is disgusting. <laughs> and we just talked about like. Yeah, that I think that was the scene that turned me on Eddie. I it's hard to find a lot what? of his antics funny because I find him so off putting. I love that scene. I think he just acts it so. No, I agree. Well. I think he does exactly what that character needs him to do. Uh-huh. I just hate it. You just did not like it. At I all. just don't like it at all. 
No, thank you. Yeah. And then that's where we get the classic line, shitter's full. It was good. Yeah. It was a good line. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just explaining the, the story behind all the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> do you just want to go through a list of quotes and have no explanation for it? Yeah. Okay, go do it. Um, let's see. So do washing machines. What was it? I, I it was like um I he worked really hard on he worked this. really hard on that grandpa. So, <laughs> so to watch watch machines. Machines. gosh, that's good. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Okay, what else we got? Um Then we've got You serious, Clark? Um, cool, no explanation for that. Let's go. Um Little Fool, lot of sap. <laughs> That's good. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> that was at the tirade that he was throwing. He finally favorite. snapped. Yeah. There was like a good 30 seconds of him just swearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> good. Um, those are my main ones on here. It was good. Yeah. Um, okay. What else we got in here? There's. I feel like there's a lot of things I'm just missing. Well, we can just sum up the story real quick and maybe yeah. we'll come across something. So as they're doing their antics and everything, the sort of through line for Clark uh, throughout this movie is that he's trying to provide this Christmas for his family. Mm-hmm. And more than that, he wants to give his family a family pool uh, with his Christmas bonus. Mm-hmm. So he wants to like, he's envisioning this wonderful time with his family, everyone gathered around the pool and, and he really wants to provide that for them. But the threat comes when he still hasn't received his check like over Christmas break like it hill hasn't come and whenever he finally gets the check then it is a subscription service to jelly jelly of the month jelly of the month club jelly of the month club so it's the not the big check given all year oh that's where that comes from mm-hmm. okay right yeah so it <laughs> it was a good bit um and, and so he isn't able to get this pool for his family and more than that he had already spent like five to six thousand dollars on a seventy five hundred he put a seventy five hundred goodness gracious yeah toward the pool which was seemed to be a financial decision he did not make with his wife (laughs) that'd be so mad she was down for it though she seemed like oh clark oh yeah i'm so sorry about that this happened for you everyone was happy about it because he announced it before he opened what the check was rookie mistake yeah and then whenever he found out what the check was then he goes on his tirade of swears and uh all throughout while this is happening cousin eddie goes well uh clark says if you want to um if you want to give me like a, the best christmas gift yeah. you'll can bring me my boss yeah, yeah yeah um with a bow um oh right that's true so after <laughs> this he explains or at the beginning of this tirade or after the tirade he says that and then cousin eddie is off screen for a while and it's not addressed except for a scene where an RV pulls up to an expensive-looking house. house. (laughs) And then later on, Cousin Eddie arrives with a man tied up and with a big bow on him, his mouth gagged, at the front door, Mm -hmm. and walks in Clark's boss, who... Who they somehow Stockholm Syndrome talk into him doing a wrong thing. Yeah, so... (laughs) They, uh, he says that Clark's fired and Clark, so I guess Clark was like, well, you know, I've got nothing to lose now. And so 
he ends up like yelling at him yeah <laughs> for get, getting rid of christmas bonuses uh-huh and he looks at the boss like looks around all the family and he's like well i guess it loses its luster when you look at how it affects the little folk like you yeah <laughs> and he and throughout this he just keeps calling him like carl or he doesn't ever get, his, he never name gets right. his name right yeah <laughs> which is very funny um, and so not only does Clark end up getting his Christmas bonus, but he adds 20% to it. Yeah. Which it, like, it's a okay, crazy so amount of money. He, 7500 was the down payment for the pool. Mm-hmm. How much of a Christmas bonus is this guy getting? I mean, a massive one. Huge. In 1989, enormous. That's huge. It's so much money. Which is like, he, Clark makes this whole thing of being like, you know, it's wrong for you to take away Christmas bonuses if... People count on them as part of your salary. Mm-hmm. Your salary is insane, sir. You're making hand over fist money. Yeah, seriously. You made a bad business move of paying for this pool before you could pay for it. That's that's not really on your boss, though. Yeah. That wasn't to feed your kids. That was just to buy luxury items. Yeah. You know, but anyway, it works out for Clark. Good it does work out. He gets all of his money. He um, sure does. There's one bit we uh, kind of like went over that i think we have to address please and it's the christmas dinner oh yeah and so um aunt bethany and her husband they're really old and like bethany seems like she kind of has some kind of like dementia yeah of some kind and doesn't doesn't really like understand where she's at what she's doing Yeah, yeah yeah and so they all go to sit down at dinner and um they ask bethany to like say grace and she oh my gosh she doesn't understand she goes grace she died 30 years ago and so it, and she finally understands like she's saying the prayer the blessing for the food she starts reciting the pledge of allegiance so good it's so good and everybody gets really into it and, like puts everyone goes yes everyone goes up. along with it i love that <laughs> it's so great yeah. And then they do the same bit again at the end of the movie yep. whenever the gas in the sewer line blows up uh-huh. and Santa Claus goes rocketing off into the sky and everyone's gathered around together, the family's all together. <laughs> and Bethany starts singing, and the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air. And everyone joins in. Like, including the SWAT team, which has yes, come yes, because yes, yes. the boss got kidnapped. Yes. So the SWAT oh team singing, the Griswolds, everybody. It's good. It's good. It's a good movie, guys. Okay, now there's a couple of things we don't... I know we've talked a lot. I talked a lot. There's a couple of things I didn't, don't like about this Whoa. movie. And so... um, Do tell. I don't like that Clark. I don't like the scene in the mall. Sure, no, yeah. That's, he's just like a dirty old man. He I'm is like, a weirdly dirty old man. Pull it together, Clark. And nothing comes of it except for that we get the reprise of that scene, which you explained happens in every. Yeah, there's always like a sexy woman. I think in a pool. Yeah, sexy pool woman scene mm-hmm. where Clark is looking out at the pool he envisions he'll get for his family. And he sees the sexy girl from the mall in a swimsuit who then strips down and does a little swim in the pool. And I just don't, I don't know where the, one, I don't know where the joke is. And two, I don't like it. 
ultimately is just creepy and gross and doesn't serve any type of comedic purpose and i don't like it yeah i don't either but i did like to see russ see all lose yeah. all faith in his father i thought that was very funny russ knows who his father is he does he gets it um my second least favorite scene that i've always never understood why it's relevant to the movie is the sledding scene yeah you're right because I, I feel like everything that happens in this movie, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But then they have this random sledding scene where Clark, because he works in like a food thing. Mm-hmm. So he has this like new like. Spray. Spray. Like yeah. Like, kind of like a like spray you'd spray on your pan, I guess. I guess. Um, but it's like supposed to be super slippery. So he sprays it on the bottom of his sled mm-hmm. and then takes off and he literally takes off at like. Yeah, it's the flash Rocket taking off. speed. <laughs> yeah. It does look like, like a, a, a spaceship sparks. afterburner. And I'm so, I was, I've always been so confused by that scene. I just don't think it fits with the rest of the movie. No, you're right. Yeah, because the rest of the movie is very much scenes where the comedy is what could go wrong in a Christmas vacation. And mm-hmm. that is kind of what goes wrong. Like, and it's mostly like, like big family, people butting together or Clark trying to do something nice that ultimately just sort of doesn't work out. Mm hmm. But this scene, Clark is on a big sled or a little sled and goes real fast and then crashes into something and it's never really talked about again. Although they do have that bit where cousin Eddie talks about why he doesn't want to go fast. And maybe that's why the joke is that maybe that's the joke. I didn't write that quote down. But yeah, I guess maybe. Because he's a metal plate in his head. It doesn't really work. It doesn't. And I've always that that one line that cousin Eddie said, that's I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I um the whole scene just always confused me. Yeah. So my main gripe I think is Julia Louise Dreyfus should have yeah. been a bigger star. You did gripe about that a lot. <laughs> I just want to say again, she's wonderful <laughs> and they slept on it. They, they didn't give her enough. So how easily could these problems have been solved? I mean, not easily. Christmas is tough. Christmas is tough. Yeah. I think that's kind of the overall um, message. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that this movie does have its theme of, of Christmas being a difficult time, but ultimately a time for everybody to come together. Yeah, because everyone does come together. In yeah, the and they sing <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> or whatever Red it is. Clear. Yeah, and it's awesome. Um. I agree. I don't feel like it's like, because there was a lot of problems too. It's just like Mm -hmm. things kept going wrong Mm -hmm. rather than like one main problem. Yeah. And I guess if there was a main problem, which it wasn't really, it was just the straw that broke his back is the check for his bonus, Mm -hmm. which he gets pretty easily anyway Mm -hmm. because they kidnap him and then they talk him into it being fine somehow. Yeah. So I I think that the movie, yeah. I think they did really like good handling the problems that it set up for itself and illustrating like how that conveys the theme and it being funny yeah. i think that's really hard to do to have like a central theme as simple as it was mm-hmm. and it for and to also be funny throughout yeah i agree yeah. i think there's a reason why this movie has such like a devoted fan base so many years later and calling it a christmas classic because maybe not all christmas classics deserve the status of Christmas classic that they get. Mm-hmm. But I think there's that this one, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. It resonates with a lot of people because a lot of people spend a lot of time with their yeah. family at Christmas. Yeah. And it's supposed to be relaxing and, <laughs> and it's crazy. always end up that and way. And sometimes you just need to smoke a cigarette and slap chop a big cabbage <laughs> with a knife. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is why we smoke. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Noscar Awards. Noscar. Do you have any ideas for the Noscar? I actually didn't write any down. Whoa. I I know. Um... Well, you carried a lot of this one just talking about your family's love and experience with this movie. So I have two ideas for the the Noscar. First one is not, it's a little bit too generic for us, but it's heartfelt comedy. I felt like this was a comedy, but it had a lot of heart at its core. As kind of crass as it could be at times, it never felt cynical about Christmas. And I really valued that. That's true. I like that. Uh, But my other one was kind of like about my point of it feeling like it deserves its classic status. And so I have the classical classic Noscar because it's so classic. That's true, because I feel like we'll probably be watching several movies that are considered classics. Yeah, I felt like it maybe there'd be more competitors to that one than heartfelt comedy. Yeah. Because I wouldn't really say that Shrek is a heartfelt comedy. Uh, I think that depends who you're talking Whoa. to. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I think Shrek is definitely... I, if it's not... Because how long ago did Shrek... How do we talk about Shrek in every single episode? How do we episode? not? Shrek. 2001, is that what you said for Shrek? Yeah. What? That's 20 years? Yeah, 21. 21 years? Mm-hmm. How long does it take for something to become a classic? I think it can be pretty quick. Because, like, I'll have my kids watch Shrek. Yeah. And be like, this, this is the movie. I feel like movies, like, that came out, like, within two or three years could already be like, oh, man, this is a classic. And people will say that until it's true, and then it's true. But as of right now, I would not put Shrek in a classics movie. I would. You were just the one who said you wouldn't. No, I was talking about heartfelt comedy. I'd put it oh, in a classics. Oh, oh. Okay. I wouldn't put Shrek 2, though. Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shrek 2 is almost better than Shrek 1. I like a lot of Shrek 2. I, it's been a long time since I, this is in the Shrek podcast. We, <laughs> we need to get back on track. <laughs> Stay tuned for the new year, because we'll probably be watching Shrek. <laughs> watch us not even watch Shrek We're by never the time gonna awards watch Shrek, roll yeah. <laughs> Nothing can hold the light to Shrek if we watch it, that it's just going to win all the know, awards, worry. Melissa. It's going to clean up at the Noscars. Um, I feel like... Do we have a best like side character? Because I would want to give that to Russ. We have a best background character. But I think we should have a best side character as well. I think Russ is definitely best side character worthy. Yeah, because he had a lot of really good lines. And yeah. he was honestly, like, he just understood his dad and mm-hmm. how to respond to him. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was great. I do. I, th- I think it really worked. My one complaint against Russ, though, is that whenever he's sleeping in the same bed as his sister, because there's no room for all of them, he mm-hmm. puts, like, his arm around her when, in his sleep, and there's no way. There's just absolutely no way that would ever happen. <laughs> yeah, because you have an older sister. So. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, I've shared a bed with my sister whenever we were low on rooms, and nothing resulted from that but pure animosity. Yeah. There was just so much anger both ways. <laughs> There's no way in the world that Russ... <laughs> that makes sense. Um, should we put best music in a non-musical movie? 
I think that you're a little bit biased <laughs> for the music in this and movie. The rocket <laughs> Absolutely not. No, <laughs> it was a funny joke. I don't think that it makes it an outstanding musical performance. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> sure, the people will speak about it. I'm sure all two of our listeners, your mom and my mom. Oh, I think, and my sister, my brother-in-law uh, is a listener now. Nice, too. three listeners. Uh, I don't know if you would want me to say his name though. Right in. Right in to Noscarspod <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, guys, that was Christmas vacation. It was. Christmas vacation. So you're biased on the music on this movie. It's so good. Alright, sure it is. Um but yeah, so that was the movie. Um if you like Christmas vacation or you don't like Christmas vacation, let us know. Leave us a review and rate us um on wherever you can do that on a podcast because that'd be dope we're available on spotify apple podcast and that might be no amazon amazon has podcasts cool yeah you can rate us probably there those are the main places you have podcasts anyway probably like google podcast something i'm sure that exists sure i don't know anything about androids me either. <laughs> Only that losers have them. I'm sorry, my husband has an Android. Um, yeah, get it. <laughs> Just get alienated. Rectories. He does ruin all of our group messages. Yeah, he of does because they're all green. Yeah. yeah. Every time I like a, a comment that somebody makes in our mm-hmm. group message, it says Elliot liked blah 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 blah. Just put the thumbs up. Yeah, that's what I want. Therese. So it's at the. I don't know how much longer I should talk about this. I'm just going to cut all of this. Okay, cool. That's not true. <laughs> it's at the point where Therese isn't actually in our family group message. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait. It's literally called Or Family Minus Dreams. So do you just have to convey everything to Dreams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because doesn't have an iPhone. Maybe I should get an Android. That sounds like great perks. <laughs> I can be omitted from group messages and just be told about it later. No. I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. Absolutely not. Okay, anyways. <laughs> thanks for listening to our podcast, guys. So we really listening. appreciate any and all support that we get. Um, you can email us if you have any suggestions for movies or categories or things you want to nominate um, to the Noscars pod. Yeah. Noscarspod right? at gmail.com. The Noscars pod or no, Noscars pod? Noscars pod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. The next one where we talk about a different thing. A different movie. It'll be a Christmas movie, yeah, but we're, we're not going to tell season. you just in case it changes for some reason it happens sometimes it does so (laughs) adios amigos (laughs) i did want you to finish what you were gonna say and it did not disappoint (laughs) adios amigos (laughs) feliz cumpleaños bye (laughs)